This is an ABC podcast. Hello, Pip Raz on the pod today. Dee is still on holidays, but we'll be back next episode. So, you might have hit play on this because you either know exactly what death grip syndrome is, or you have no idea what it means and you're keen to find out more. I have to say, this topic was actually inspired by an episode we did a few weeks back when your partner watches porn. Go check it out in your feeds if you haven't already. But yeah, Camilla got in touch with us to tell us about how her partner watches so much porn that he can't finish during sex without his hands. And she said it really impacted their intimacy a lot and she felt pretty shit about herself because of it. And also about their sex life, having this kind of disconnect or roadblock. For that episode, I spoke to sexologist Tanya Coons and she mentioned a term, death grip, and my ears pricked up. I'd never heard of it before. So if you're not familiar with this term, you're not alone. But it's a seemingly common problem for dudes who can't come during sex because of their masturbation habits or their technique. So what we're going to cover in this episode, what exactly is death grip? Why is it happening? And is there a way to reverse it? And also, can it happen to people with vulvas too? Like I was saying earlier, I'd never heard of the term death grip syndrome. And neither did you, apparently. I put up a poll on our Instagram and 90% of you said, nope, never heard of it. No clue. But as soon as I gave a bit of a description and started reposting your experiences with it, so many of you messaged us saying, oh my God, this is me. Or I had no idea there was a name for this, but I think I have death grip. Yeah, I've had this for the last year or so. (laughs) Yeah, it's really difficult. Or basically near impossible to come when I'm with my partner. Like, I have to use my hands like nine out of ten times. I'm not sure if it's to do with porn or (laughs) just jerking off too much. But, uh, But yeah, it's starting to worry me, I guess. Yeah. It's actually really annoying too. Like, you think it'd be... You think it would be useful and amazing to last for ages without finishing and that, like, girls would love it, but <laughs> it's just gotten to the point now where it's become an issue. Yeah, the, the opposite problem to um, coming too quick and, um, like, um, having to keep going for ages and ages, arguably, it's, um, it's worse because I've found it leads to dissatisfaction between not only me but also um, a partner as well because it kind of, kind of ruins the mood when you end up going for having to try try and go for um, a long amount of time. Yeah, so death grip syndrome is super real. Uh, I had it with my ex, put a bit of a strain on our relationship to be honest. Um, we mostly didn't have penetrative sex in general. I found like I couldn't come naturally from having sex with her in that sense. I go super soft if I don't use hands. Probably doesn't help that I've been jerking off since I was like 13 twice a day. But yeah, it's actually like a pretty big issue. Like I've had situations where we go to change positions and I'll just turn off like a light switch. Like it just ends up making you feel like shit. And then she usually feels like shit as well. Like, yeah, it just kind of really kills the mood. Yeah, that has a big effect like on my mental mental health and sexual confidence because you just, you don't have any confidence in it anymore because you can't kind of get it up when you need to. Like, I have to use my hands every time, and it has to be hard and fast movement. Otherwise, yeah, I just, yeah, I won't get there. 
So why is it that no one knows the term, but a lot of you could relate? This is actually the most understudied and misunderstood area of male sexuality and sexual dysfunction. We don't really know too much about it. And the research that we have done on it is very varied. And there's a bunch of different reasons for this. That's Cam Fraser. He's a men's sex coach and has a lot of experience helping people with penises deal with this. And he's got a real scientific name for why some dudes can't come during sex. What we might call an idiosyncratic masturbation pattern. This is colloquially known as death grip syndrome. And um, that was a term coined by uh, Dan Savage, uh, who's a a sex and relationship blogger and podcaster. Uh, But the, the term death grip syndrome really refers to the way that a guy will masturbate, which is like, really firmly gripping his penis and vigorously stimulating it up and down with a lot of friction. But if unchecked and unchanged, it can develop into a death grip. When that is done over and over and over again, right, this habit or this pattern is built up around uh, the way that he conditions himself to experience pleasure, which cannot be emulated by oral sex or intercourse, right, penis and vagina sex. And so because he's so used to getting off and ejaculating and reaching ejaculation from this particular type of stimulation, that is not available to him when he's with a partner. Uh, And so therefore he has to use his hands in order to get to the point of, of ejaculation. Now, look, I can't speak for all dudes on this, but in my head, it sounds like the way a lot of people with penises might get off on their own. And Cam agrees. I speak to a lot of guys about the way that they masturbate and very, very commonly the experience that they share with me is like sitting in front of the computer screen, hunched over, going through their you know, favorite tube site, going through the motions, jackhammer up and down, masturbating like a little chimpanzee. And um, I, I'd probably hazard a guess and say it's more common than not. Porn can also play a really big role in this too, especially if they're disassociating during masturbation. You know, a lot of guys are masturbating whilst watching porn. So um, they could be like, going through the motions, maybe mindlessly going through that um, very friction, heavy up and down motion, you know, dry rubbing themselves and just kind of like not being in their body when it comes to their experience of arousal and experience of pleasure. And so when they're with a partner, they might find it difficult to feel, you know, um, the eroticism and arousal in their body as well when they're with their partner. And maybe they have a reliance on like really, visually stimulating erotic material, which they're not maybe necessarily getting when they're with a partner. Going back to why this isn't researched, it's most likely due to the fact that most people don't see it as an issue. There's this kind of story that it's like a good thing to be able to last really a long time. And uh, and oftentimes when I speak about this on social media, I get a lot of comments from people saying, this isn't even a problem. Like, I wish I had this problem and things like that. I imagine that this isn't something that's even talked about amongst mates because... They wish they could last forever. So it's a huge misconception of a real issue that's affecting a lot of people. And as you heard earlier, it definitely is a problem for penis owners. And they can feel useless, abnormal, they can feel anxious about it. But of course, this can impact partners too. In the earlier times of our relationship, it was a lot of fun. You know, long rounds, you know, different positions, a lot of fun as the relationship continued we would have to go for an hour, an hour and a half, just so he could come. It would become like a huge chore because you just knew like you could never get them there. And it sucked, right? Because 
that is what you want more than anything and you can never do it. And this happened each and every time um, we were intimate. He would need to stop whatever sexual act we were doing um, and masturbate to come. He would uh, have sex with me, but it was like I was just this vessel that he was like thrusting into to like ejaculate. It was fast, it was hard. Yeah, it wasn't good and it really affected our relationship and that has since ended. As time went on, it was more regular that he would finish himself off as opposed to coming together with me. At the beginning, I found it um, really quite hard to not take it personally. For myself as a girlfriend, I felt inadequate because I've had my, you know, explosions and sensations twice and he still hasn't come. And it just made you feel useless it made you feel like you weren't sexy enough you know you didn't make him feel good um it really started to like put like a huge pressure on me as a person and make me feel like i wasn't good enough i was feeling pretty low and undesirable um let him know how i felt um and yes he did admit that he masturbated a lot I would, you know, go to lengths, like, you know, buy lingerie. I would get like different sex toys. I would do all kinds of kinky stuff to really turn him on and like pleasure him. And no matter what I did, it would just never get him there. He would either have to be rubbing my breasts or he would have to be watching me, but I noticed it was it was aggressive and it was rough and he was, he was going at it for a very long time. But it just, it wasn't the same. We had a lot of discussions. We worked out that he was using pornography and masturbation very frequently and um, quite vigorously. Uh, we He did try to change his habits. However, that didn't occur. In the end, I just felt like I wasn't really contributing enough to our sexual relationship. But as a partner, you got to kind of like hang in there and just do what you can to make them feel good. Okay, so we just heard from a bunch of women about how death grip has affected them. Maybe at this point you're wondering, can people with vulvas get death grip? I mean, we can't call it a grip really, hey. I read this term online called dead vagina and ugh, no, that is just so yuck. So we're not calling it that. But what about death rub? Well, we had a few of you get in touch saying that you reckon you have the death rub, where you can only come in a certain position with your hands repeating the exact same style you've had for years and years. This is what Kirsty and Crystal are experiencing. I um, personally started masturbation at quite a young age. I think I might have been about 10 or 11. I don't know how, but I just fell into it. And I guess for doing it for so long like I've grown so used to knowing how I like it and what I like that I cannot reach orgasm with men I just can't get there with them and they don't mind that I get involved and that I'd help and do it but it would be so nice to actually reach it whilst with them knowing they've been part of it and it hasn't been just me if I am gonna come it's like I need it hard and fast and something very specific that normal sexual encounters don't provide you like unless i guide that person and be like all right (laughs) 
rub me like you're trying to rub out a wrong answer on a fucking test like hardcore and you've got one minute to finish the exam like it's fucked and sexologist Tanya Coons has a name for it. That's called um, an idiosyncratic masturbation style, right? It's the same as what Cam said at the very beginning of this episode. So confirmed, it can happen to women. And this is simply because we're just not encouraged to explore ourselves sexually. And this goes for penis owners and vulva owners. But what makes the death rub more complicated to, I guess, self-diagnose is all to do with the stark difference in orgasm between men and women. You know, how easy it is for people with penises as opposed to vulvas. I'm talking about the orgasm gap here. We all know men can, like, mechanically crank one out most of the time. Hard, fast, certain hand position, and boom, you'll get there. But with women, it takes longer, and the longer it takes, the more anxiety we get, which then feeds back into reaching climax. You know, it's a whole cycle. Particularly for folks with vulvas, is we can get into our head and worry about things. I'm taking too long. This is blah, blah. You know, my partner's going to lose interest. Why is this? What's wrong with me? Um, the answer is absolutely nothing. We are constantly comparing folks with vulvas to folks with penises, and our internal wiring is different. You know, so the average, like if you're looking at uh, in a, a heterosexual couple, uh, the average penis owner from inserting into a vagina to uh, ejaculation is between two and seven minutes. The average is five minutes, right? Um, for an evolver owner, the median, so the very middle line in the research was 17 and a half minutes of stimulation for orgasm. So loads of people take longer than that and loads of people can take shorter than that. So there's a, there's a, there's a difference. And if we don't understand that and celebrate it, embrace it and party on down with that, we start to get very judgmental and it's like, Why, what's wrong with me? My answer to anyone who asks me that question is absolutely nothing. And that's often why we go straight to grab the toy because for some it's a guaranteed maz. Tanya calls that the autobahn instead of going down the scenic route. I think we all know a, a way to get off quickly, you know, to just knock one out pretty quickly. I call that going down the superhighway. Yep, we're on the autobahn. We can go as fast as we like. Boom, we know where to go, right? But often we don't um, take the scenic route, for example, and do a little bit of erotic exploration and look at other parts of our body or look at different kinds of forms of stimulation. We may do that if, we can, if we've got the luxury of time to hang out with ourselves and explore. And often sex therapists are asking their clients to do that kind of thing to help them get to know their bodies and what they like. So I think folks get so used to using something that's a, that's a known quantity yeah. So, and, and when you're using that with a partner, it's also a known quantity, whereas partners are not known quantity because they can stop what they're doing, change things up, move over a little bit left, right, slow down, do all sorts of stuff. And that might change the situation and make it a little bit more, take, take a little bit more time for people to orgasm. And yeah, as she said there, a partner is a variable rather than like a toy. And when it comes to using a toy, Tanya reckons you're raising a biological set point for stimulation. It can happen with a death grip. And we've sort of talked about that because often that's also connected with looking at a lot of porn. So with a, with a death grip, um, you've got porn and you're kind of spiraling and looking, spiraling and looking. It's quite dissociative. Um, with the vibrator, it's a little bit different. It's quite quick. 
right? So it gets people off quickly. It's not sort of going on and on and on and on and on. And on. It's like, yes, I can do that. And yes, I can tip myself over, right? So we, we don't give our head enough time to start telling us stories. What's wrong with us? This isn't going well, blah, blah, blah. And it's a really intense stimulation, right? And again, it doesn't vary. So you put it on the spot, you keep it there, and that feels really great. And boom, with a, with a human being, they could move their hands, change what they're doing. So what about the idea that vibrators can desensitize you? Shannon got in our DMs to ask us about this. So basically, I think I have gotten to a point where I've become so dependent on my vibrator that that's the only way that I can climax. And I have noticed that it's actually become a bit of an issue with me and my partners because it kind of affects their insecurities and self-esteems about them pleasuring their partner and being able to get them to climax. Yeah, and I asked Tanya, and taking into account all of what we discussed above, it can be really complicated. And Tanya reckons you can't lose sensitivity. I haven't seen any evidence of that. And, you know, just speaking with other sex educators and sexologists, no one has said, yes, that's a thing. It's interesting because uh, clients and people, like people are calling into you saying, yes, it is a thing. But again, I'm wondering, uh, how do you know that's a thing? Have you tried using your hand? Have you tried slowing down? Have you tried taking more time? You know, it, it's like anything, like any, it might be that you, you're used to eating toast and then when you go to eat bread, it's like, this is a whole different way of eating, eating my gluten today. And I'm not sure that it's the same. Where's the crunch? Where's this? Where's that? It could be the same. So it can be a bit lackluster when you're used to something that's very intense and straight up uh, rather than your hand and building. She's also a firm believer in putting in the work to revitalise yourself. You can wake up any part of your body to experience pleasure, any part at all. Just need to be willing to do it and to put the time and energy into it. So is there a way out of this pattern? Can we break the habit and undo the effects of the death grip or death rub? Well, the answer is yes. But what does that look like? Cam says it's all about diversifying your experiences of masturbation and reconditioning yourself to feel arousal and just create new pathways. Here's some of his top tips for penis owners. Add lube to your masturbation. Uh, a lot of guys are just dry rubbing themselves and that you know, needs or you know, because of that is, is um, it necessitates like a lot of friction and, and a lot of force. Uh, so my first suggestion is add some lube and slow down, uh, loosen your grip. So, um, you know, when you've added some lube and loosened your grip, then start to like um, do some like long strokes as opposed to like shorter uh, head oriented or head focused strokes, like frenulum oriented strokes. Something else to explore and experiment with is like exploring the rest of their genital area. So a lot of guys, like I said, focus specifically on one area of their genitals. So it could be beneficial to incorporate some stimulation of the testicles, the inner groin, the lower abdomen, just the um, that kind of erotic or erogenous zone um, of the genitals. Uh, I mean, I'm an advocate for exploring the whole body, but specifically starting with the genitals. Um, I mean, there's a whole bunch of other things that I could go into. I'm quite passionate about this, but I'll, I'll stop myself from doing that. Another suggestion is like standing up as well, like just changing the positions of your body. So a lot of guys are sat down and very stationary and sedentary. So uh, standing up and, and breathing and moving the body can be a really helpful way of like expanding that experience of arousal and pleasure. Uh, 
that's that's the beginnings, I suppose. I'm wondering though, is it sometimes a good idea to just go cold turkey for a bit? Yeah, I do sometimes suggest um, to like abstain from masturbating for about seven days or maybe even uh, two weeks. Uh, and what I what I suggest clients do in lieu of specifically masturbating and experiencing sexual pleasure in that regard is to diversify their experience of pleasure in general. So I suggest like, you know, exploring their relationship with pleasure by you know, maybe eating new things and the, the sensations or the pleasurable sensations that come from eating or from going for a walk and being outside and feeling the sun against your skin and just like tapping into their experience of sensuality in a very practical way. But what about when you want to eventually bring in a partner? Find positions that do stimulate you to the point where you are able to ejaculate with a partner and then start to leverage those to build that intimacy, to build that connection. You know, one of the other reasons why uh, a person might have trouble getting to an ejaculation is um, there's intimacy and emotionality issues there as well. So someone who is um, afraid of quote unquote, letting go and surrendering into an intimate experience. Uh, so yeah, one of my first suggestions is, is find a type of stimulation that does get you to the point of ejaculation so that it's kind of like, the, the, the physical side of things is kind of taken care of. And then from that space, start to build some intimacy back in, start to build that vulnerability back in, start to build that emotionality back into that experience. And then typically what happens is then that creates the safety for them to experience ejaculation, for them to kind of let go enough to experience ejaculation. And they can start to move back into physical positions that aren't as like oh, I've got to get into this position or I have to need, I need this position to, to kind of get to this point. They can kind of shift into like, oh, let's be a bit more in the moment. Let's explore pleasure together and let's you know not have to worry about having to use a certain position to get to ejaculation. Going back to porn as well, Cam's advice is to switch up your genres and maybe even give it a rest for a little while. Like dial down the um, intensity of the visual erotic stimuli that they're watching, right? So maybe watching some pornography that's more amateur, that's more related to their experiences of sex with their partner, stuff that like reminds them of their partner, maybe uh, taking a break from porn is always a good idea as well. If you're feeling like that's what you're doing every single time you're masturbating, uh, but there's ways of using it as a tool to help like drop back into your experience of eroticism so that you can start to utilize it to then build that arousal and then you know, ejaculate without needing a specific stimuli. Let's not forget our vulvas too. Here's Tanya with some tips. It might be that you explore touching other parts of your body. You can do that with your vibe as well. Might be your inner thighs, around your perineum, around your anus, on your breasts, on your nose, wherever it feels nice. You can play around with that. Um, use a different hand. Slow down. Take your time. Watch your thoughts. It's the thoughts that tend to derail us, very much so. We all tend to forget that our brain is our largest sexual organ. So remember the scenic route. Remember erotic adventure rather than I have to get there really quickly. Um, and if we're exploring with partners, give instructions. Use your voice, right? Have a chat because your partner is not inside your head and they can't be understanding or hearing you say just a bit harder, just a bit softer if it's not coming out of your mouth. You've got to put it out there into the stratosphere to get some results. Slow things down. I think a lot of people don't realise 
the slower you go, the harder things can be. We all get conditioned fast, and that works a lot for folks with penises. For folks with vulvas, slow it down. You'd be surprised how hot and how sexy that is. She reckons you can even replicate a vibration with your hands. You can also make your hand vibrate. There are certain tips and techniques to do that. You can push your hand on top of your genitals and then with the other hand push on top of it rapidly and um, that will actually create quite a vibey sort of feeling. So if you do leave, leave your toys at home, there are things that you can do if you're used to that kind of sensation. She also had some really good advice for penis owners, things like fleshlights and edging. Yeah, and it's like practicing without your partner. Yeah, so you've got a sleeve that sort of mimics inserting your penis inside a vagina and it feels very nice. So you can practice then with the the speed that you're doing things, slowing things down, how tight that's going to be, all sorts of things like that. You can also use a cock ring and use the stopping and starting technique as well. So, yeah, there's plenty you can do. It's kind of a mind over matter and taking your time with things, really diversifying your pleasure. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was a huge one. So good to get all of your opinions. We'd love to hear from you. So do get in touch at our Instagram, at Triple J, The Hookup. Or you can email us, thehookup at abc.net.au. Let us know what's on your mind. If you're going through something, if you want answers for something, if you just need a vent, we're here for you. I'll catch you next time. Bye.